One of my favorite places to connect with couples is Instagram because you get glimpses of someone's story and a really good read on their heart. And it's always fun to connect further and get the whole story. So I came upon Alex's Instagram and that's what it was for me as I was going through. Her page was just so bright and uplifting, points to Jesus, and I just love her heart and the evidence of the power of Jesus at work in her life. Alex hosts a YouTube channel, which we discussed in um, the episode two weeks prior, and it's where she boldly just shares her journey with Jesus and what he has saved her from. And I've really been wanting to do these bi-weekly spinoff episodes to get to the heart of the testimonies being shared um, with each couple each month and to just go a little deeper and to bring you the wife's perspective in each marriage as a lot of our listeners are wives themselves. So I'm so grateful that Alex decided to stay on with me to do just that. We're going to dive in a little bit deeper on this spinoff episode. So Alex, you're here with us. We heard from you and your husband, and I'm excited to get to chat just woman to woman, one-on-one and hear more about your testimony. Yes. Hi. Thank you again for having me. And I'm so honored to be your first spinoff. Yes. <laughs> we'll start it off right, God willing. So yes. thank you. Of course. Yeah, it has been an idea. And I tried it one other time and it just didn't pan out. So I think God had it waiting just for you. <laughs> Amen. Let's believe it. Yeah. Let's, let's believe it. Yes. Okay. So I will start off with just getting, like I said, to the heart of your testimony. Um, one of the things that you share on Instagram is that you're, you say 9.9 years sober. Does that mean nine years, nine months? Or I was just trying to get. I don't, I didn't know how to say it on there. I love that though. So you can tell us that. So you say you're 9.9 years sober And one of the reels that you shared are the things you're delivered from. Um, You wrote, you were once addicted to heroin, addicted to crack, adult industry worker, addicted to alcohol. So starting there, I mean, those are some um, just heavy things that you share um, of what God has redeemed you from. And so I just wanted to open that up. You're just so sweet to just go into um, just life before Christ. I know it's hard to go there. I have my testimony too. I shared that, I think back on episode nine, um, of just what God has redeemed me from. And I resonated a lot with some of the things that you have shared in your post. So can you just go into that, share with us what your life looked like before Christ? Absolutely. And I'm excited to check out that episode now. I love testimonies, no matter what they are. I think it's always beautiful, you know, how we come to know God. So I'm going to check it out. But yeah, 9.9 years sober. I was just trying to say, basically, I'm almost 10 years sober. So actually this Sunday, I'm 10 years sober by the grace of God. So uh, that is what that meant. (laughs) But it's very close. It's about to happen. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, That is right? It's crazy. It felt, I remember getting sober way back and 10 years literally sounded like a million years. Like it didn't even sound like it was a possibility. So the fact that God has brought me through 10 years, it's, it's really cool. I'm really looking forward to celebrating it, not really for myself, but just to glorify God and what he's capable of doing. Cause 
there's just, you couldn't even think that far ahead when you first get sober and actually you shouldn't because it will overwhelm you. So (laughs) it's just so cool. But yeah, so the way I got saved, all that, uh, you know, I'll start, it's hard to figure out where to start, but it's best with my upbringing. And cause that's where a lot of my issues occurred that caused me to use. So I was raised honestly in a really loving family, a very smart family. We were driven, you know, my mom was an attorney. My dad is a nuclear physicist and they were very kind and loving and we were Jewish. So I knew about God, but I didn't know about the freedom that you get from Jesus, honestly. And God just recently showed me how he's actually always been there. Even when I was in kindergarten, I remember like all the kids were getting ready to celebrate Christmas and I I was always so jealous. So even though it's like a petty thing, but in a way my heart like always desired Jesus and Christianity, but would you guys celebrate Hanukkah? Yeah, we had Hanukkah, but Christmas always seems so much cooler. So (laughs) I didn't want to just do Hanukkah. And anyway, sorry, now I'm like getting sidetracked, but it was a good childhood is my point. (laughs) But I did have self-esteem issues. And part of it was from being Jewish because I was different from everybody. I also looked different. I didn't feel like I fit in. We went through a time where we were really poor. So even it was when my mom was working on passing her uh, bar exam and my dad, we had just moved to a different town and it was rough. You know, I dressed like a tomboy and I was a tomboy, but I just didn't look like the girls. And so I felt ugly. I felt insecure. And when I got into middle school, that caused me to rebel and want to fit in and Through that, I found alcohol and then alcohol gave me confidence and I loved the confidence. So I just kept doing it and doing it. And then that developed into a lot of other things like cocaine and, you know, age 14 and age 15, I went to a correctional facility for a little, and then it turned into heroin when I was 18 and crack. And of course, alcohol and pot are always involved in pills and Oh, it was really rough. So um, it really was just a vicious cycle. Like any addict, it's just a super vicious cycle where you have so much guilt and shame for continuing to use, to continuing disappointing your family and friends who love and care about you. Mm-hmm. So you keep using to numb the pain. And it's just honestly, the only way to break it is truly the first step I really believe is Jesus. Cause that's the only thing that broke the cycle for me. Right. So yeah, it's, it was hard and I definitely didn't have any hope. And it was, uh, it, it also, like we said, it caused me to get into the adult industry right. because it just became a form of addiction. Honestly, mm. I could talk forever about that, but yeah, just since we're summarizing, yeah, the adult industry was only five months. I ended up doing basically everything you could do in that industry. And it truly wasn't, it was an addiction because even that was a way of numbing my pain as weird as that might sound. It, it almost was like me saying, screw you to the world. And it helped me just not like you just like true. Yeah, I guess I, it really is numbing. Like that is the best word, even though I know I already said that, but I think the best word for it is it just helped you feel numb, you know, and run from your emotions. So 
God delivered me from that, believe it or not, even before I was a Christian. <laughs> so that's a whole nother, another story. But yeah. Um, yeah, that is all leading up. Yeah, to promise God is coming into it. But I know that was a lot. So that is like me before Jesus. Yeah. So I, well, yeah, I resonate with that in that what I said of how, when I saw that, I mean, I don't, I never considered myself addicted, but I guess I technically was. Cause when you said the confidence thing, like I definitely had many a binge night, like where I blacked out from alcohol. I didn't remember getting home some nights, which was so scary. And I really feel like it was that it's like the liquid courage, they call it. Yeah. Yeah. And that was kind of my thing. And even though you said it was five months in the adult industry, it's like, I pretty much behaved similarly. Like I had a lot of, a lot two boyfriends and then just kind of like got involved in that hookup culture. And that was really part of my testimony too, of like finding, I was just like even a blip of, like you said, confidence or um, affirmation, even um, all these different things that you go to other, you run to other things to find yet it just literally strips you bare and leaves you empty. Um, I always felt like that's what God showed me. It's like sin promises so much, but it's a lie because the devil's a liar and it's just, yeah, it's not meant to satisfy us. And we just get, like you said, addicted and can never get enough and thank the Lord that he, he intervenes and comes into our lives. Amen. Totally. It's totally affirmation. You're right. You seek affirmation and all of the things that will never really fulfill you. It just comes up dry. And that's again, yeah, like where Jesus is the only thing that will actually give you that satisfaction that you're craving. And, you know, that especially as a woman, just yeah. seeking, like you said, affirmation, such like literally a perfect word. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I can relate. Yeah, It's that boost to the ego even, or I remember mm-hmm. I felt like powerful in those moments. I don't know if you can relate to that, but like, I was like, in this moment, like I have power over someone in my head. I don't know if that, you know what I mean? I think they, the thing about that, like when you are um, involved with someone intimately like that, it's like he, like that person is doing the same thing you're doing. It's like so selfish because <laughs> they're, they're getting the same like boost of the ego that you're, I don't know. You don't, it's just, it's just a, a mess. Like the devil gets in there and tries to confuse. And I just am so glad that God makes just a message out of our mess. Um, I've heard that before. And I just was like, yes, amen. That's good. <laughs> I love that. I agree. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. Um, he does. <laughs> he does. So the difference here, I'm not married. Um, I'm single still. So I have yet to confront things from my past within a marriage. Uh, I know it's mine's getting further and further away. It's been close. I've, um, been walking with the Lord eight years now. So, um, congratulations on that too. That's so exciting that it's this weekend of all weekends that you're celebrating that. Um, right. And congrats. That's so cool that you've been with the Lord eight years. That yeah. That's like close to me too. Yeah. That's cool. I know you just said that, but yeah, that's all. Yep. It's been I eight years. It. Yep. Almost nine. But, um, so it's going to be interesting how, it plays out in a marriage. Cause I know there's just things you have to deal with, right? You have to, you can't walk away consequence free. Like there's just ramifications, I guess, from past behavior. So 
to go from one set or one type of lifestyle to one now boasting in Christ, how did that, first of all, before we get into you um, in Dallas and how you guys um, came together, you guys, you shared um, in the episode that you guys met in high school. So he knew you. Um, or how did that affect your guys' marriage? I want to get to that. But um, first, I'd love to hear your coming to Christ. How did Jesus enter in? And like people might listen and think, okay, yeah, easy enough to say Jesus changes your life. But like what for me, what I mean is I really feel like it was just the Holy Spirit that finally opened my eyes to the things in God's word. Like I started reading this devotional that my mom gave me and it was scripture morning and night. And it was literally just breathing life into the very dead places in my heart and in my life. So I don't know if that's similar, but what is that part in your story, Alex? Like how did Jesus get a hold of your heart? Wow. <clears throat> I got chills when you told me yours. That's mm. really cool. Cause I, I know what you mean. I totally know what you mean. And God did do that for me. Like once I picked up the Bible, but to even pick up the Bible, I needed some right. help. So right. yeah. yeah. And it was not overnight. It was like nine years of him bringing me to the end of myself. He was like, okay, oh. Lisa, like, yeah. Come on. You know? <laughs> yeah, I get it. See, I know. So yeah, for me, it was actually at my community college. I was walking in high on heroin and crack and people were handing out free Bibles. And for whatever reason, which I'm like, is God, I walked up to them. Like, there's no other reason I would do that except for God. And I was like, what are you guys doing? And I ended up talking to a girl and the next day I went back. So that was God again. Mm. And I, I told her my story and told her, I don't know, I just really opened up to her and she presented the gospel to me and nobody honestly had ever done it to me. And even though my mom got saved when I was a teenager and she took me to church a few times, it just, I just didn't think it was for me. I was like, Jesus sounds like a really nice uh, idea, but he didn't die for me. I'm too far gone. Mm -hmm. But for her and literally just telling me, no, you're wrong. And Jesus really did come for you to live a new life. Somebody telling me that really had this moment where I thought, okay, she might actually be telling the truth. And I was so desperate for help at that point that I said the Lord's prayer. And then it still took though two months for me to really have a moment where I was like, okay, I'm still using, I'm still struggling. I have this like girl texting me, telling me she's praying for me and believes in me. And mm. I, you know, I know what I need to do. I know I could like go to church and go to AA, but I don't, I can't do it. Like I'm not strong enough. And so I, I did something that I think a lot of people struggle with, especially in addiction. They don't surrender, like really, really surrender. And kind of like what you said, like let the Holy Spirit take a hold of your heart and open it. And I did that. I got on my knees and I said, God, if you're real, I need your help. I want to get sober, but I don't know how to. And that was it. That was my prayer. And then the next day I smoked the last bit of my drugs, called a sponsor, met with her. And then I was been sober since then. So that actually is technically tomorrow, 10 years ago that happened. But then I like to count 24 hours of sobriety for my birthday. So anyways, that's, yeah, that's happening tomorrow when 
I can't believe it was that many years ago, but yeah, it happened. And then, yeah, totally what you said, then getting into scripture and oh my goodness gracious, it was like the floodgates of light were opened and it was like the light was shining and, you know, it, it spoke to me and it, it really started to heal my heart. And I spent that 11 months just focusing on God and myself. And literally I had to change my number. I got off social media. So it was literally just me and God Mm. healing, you know, in church and AA, but Dallas came into my life around that time again. So it's funny how that all works out. Well, you said you had to change your number because I'm thinking like people might like when you're going through this, like there's going to be things from your past that come up. It just is what it is. What I found was I had to learn how to identify what was of God and what wasn't and what was going to take me down another path that I didn't need to go back down. And so um, it's like you don't enter into the Christian life and then everything's like hunky-dory right away. It's like there is going to be road bumps and drastic changes that might need to happen, even as far as changing a phone number. Um, And that doesn't always keep everything out. You know, people, I've had people come back in and tries to throw you off. And I just, that makes me even like run to a friend to say, Hey, like, can you sit with me? Like I had that happen once with a friend. I was like, can you sit with me today? I really don't trust myself. I really want to go hang out with this person. And I know I shouldn't. (laughs) And she was like, yeah, that she was a friend I met through Bible study. So it's so important to get connected to yes, the church and a study. And I actually prayed that too. I was like, Lord, just give me, can I have a friend who's going to help me in this walk. And he totally, he gives those things. Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah. So when you said that, that just triggered that for me of like, um, not letting that throw you for a loop. If someone's walking through something similar, you know, and, and you're just like, Oh, well, Oh, well, I'm going to go back to this. It's like the Lord will within his grace, like help you through those like moments. And, um, so you said you met Dallas at this point. Yeah, we reconnected at that point. But you're so just really quick, like that's actually something I always try to follow up with when I share my story is that community has to come like right after surrendering to God. So I love that you mentioned that story about your friend because the enemy makes us think that we're supposed to hide in the shadows, especially of stuff that's like embarrassing or sinful. But that literally needs to be the opposite. I think the Bible literally tells us to in a way bring sin to the light because sin can't exist in the light. So thereby you need to like bring it out into the open so that it can get abolished. Yeah. So you've got to have community. You can't be alone because there's zero possibility. I mean, maybe like a small, cause I'm optimistic. I don't want to like discourage somebody, but yeah. it's really low probability that you're going to be able to get through something that's really hard alone even with God, because God uses people to help you heal. So anyways, I just had to say really quick, I love that you said that because yeah, it totally took work. It wasn't just, here's Jesus, you done, you're perfect. There were so many triggers. There were so many times I wanted to relapse, especially in that first year. Um, And it took a whole bunch of stuff to be able to make it. But some of those times it really was God literally saving me, you know, at like 2 a.m., it was like, okay, God, I'm going to go do this. And he, he rescued me. Mm. So yeah. yeah, it doesn't all go away. Right. But God, 
did bring me Dallas. He really did bring me Dallas. I wasn't planning on dating anybody (laughs) ever again, ever. I was like, I'm done. I'm just going to be a doctor and like, this will be my thing. And I will just have dogs or whatever. And, but God had different, a lot of different plans. Like I'm not a doctor and I'm married. So, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful for that. Yeah, that's, that's hilarious. Cause I'm, I'm like the opposite. I was like, okay, Lord, where's my husband? He like, (laughs) (laughs) oh, that is so opposite. That's so funny. He knows what we need. He knows what we need. He's all, you're going to be single and you're, I'm not going to tell you for how long because he won't, I won't stay the course. (laughs) It's so true. He really, he knows better than what we think our desires of our heart are. It's, it's Mm -hmm. so funny. I imagine it like being a string that he kind of had to keep. It was like the dollar. What movie? Oh, the little rascals were like the dollar bills in front of um <laughs> the two little boys, and he, they keep like pulling it to like. Anyway, I know God's not like that, but <laughs> that's kind of how I imagine it. He's like, okay, just keep coming this way. Just come on, keep coming. <laughs> yeah, what your life's yep. gonna look like. It's not. It's gonna be better. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Okay, well, I'm excited to hear this part of. Gosh, just so coming out of just like, it's really like, for me, it was so destructive. Like our bodies aren't meant to like go through that. Like I always was so convicted of that um, verse about your body's a temple. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have literally been wreaking havoc on my body with how I've treated it. All the different things I've ingested or put in and how I behaved and all of those things. So um, I just am excited to hear how like marriage contributed to healing. Cause you said community is that, and that's part of it. Absolutely. And friends are so important. And I really feel like the devil is so obvious. He does isolate. Like that was a huge thing for me in one of my relationships. Like no one was around me and he can really prey on that. So I love that you shared that, but Dallas entering your life. So how was that transition into marriage? Did you discuss these things with him? How did that look? Were you nervous to, or I mean, how was that? Going back really quick, like you, I think you asked a while back, but we did know each other in high school. And so he knew me as like the party girl and we actually dated just for a little bit, but we kind of just remained friends because he was a good Christian boy (laughs) and I was crazy. So you know, we may remain friends. That was about it. So God, yeah, brought him back into my life. We worked out at the same gym. So Dallas always was just kind of saying, hi, do you want to hang out? You know, he was, he was hitting on me, but I was like, no, I am just spending time with Jesus. And they tell you to not date anybody when you first get sober. And there's a reason for it. You're healing. You don't need to have a distraction. So I waited 11 months and finally cracked and said yes <laughs> when he offered me coffee because I love coffee. So we went on a date and then, yeah, the rest is history. We got married, I think about two or three years later, but I did have to tell him, not have to, but like my heart, yeah. I had to tell him quickly on that I had been mainly in the adult industry. He knew about the drug and alcohol addiction, of course, where, like I said, where it's a small town where I'm from. Everybody knows your business, but I, and I, a lot of people found out about my adult industry stuff. That's like I said, we can do a whole nother chit chat on the adult industry because that was a whole new level of shame and guilt. And another reason why I need Jesus so bad because he helped cover me 
you know, with his blood. So that I'm white as snow because I had so much shame associated with the adult industry because a lot of people really did find out in my town. And that was very embarrassing. Like our accountant found out, you know, so literally a lot of people. So it was a very hard thing. Obviously I made it through it. It's okay. Jesus, you know, if you're dealing with shame today, just remember like, that's why Jesus died. So you can live a new life and you can walk away from it. And if the devil tells you otherwise, then say that's not true because of what literally I just said, (laughs) Jesus died for it. You are not meant to carry around that shame. So just give it to God and walk away. And I, yeah, I had to do that. I sometimes still have to do it when the enemy tries to remind me of that stuff. So I did have that conversation with Dallas though, because I wasn't sure if he knew I had done the things I did in the adult industry. And he was very, very, very kind about it. And he said, I did hear about it. And I'll never forget. He said that I have no room to judge you because like, that's up to God. And he said, I know, you know, Jesus, and I believe Jesus died for that. So who am I to judge you when you're already forgiven? Essentially is like what he said. Mm. And that was perfect. And that was kind of it. That was the end of the story. So I am very, very grateful for him for saying that to me. And, but it was scary because I really thought I'm like, well, he might say he doesn't want to date me. He might be too embarrassed. And I had a fear that he was going to break up with me. And I was kind of mentally preparing for that. And I knew I'd be okay. And I knew I was forgiven, but I knew it would be hard if he said, yeah, I can't handle that. You know, I was really uncertain, but I knew I wanted to tell him as soon as possible. So even, yeah, same thing. What you don't want your relationship to be based on a lie. And sometimes it happens. I get it. And that's where we have to forgive. You know, it can be hard to be honest and open, but I personally think being honest is just so much easier than lying. Cause I spent my whole life lying before I was a Christian and it's exhausting. It's easier to just tell the truth, even if it's ugly. Exactly. And it causes anxiety. Like it's just, you're always like on edge or like, if a text comes up, you're like, oh my gosh, okay, it's fine. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's just, eh, yeah. And I think what you said about just bringing it to light, like it is the darkest secrets or quote unquote secrets in our life or the thing we feel most shame over that brings the most glory to God, which is so crazy. But it's like, I think we, we always want to present ourselves a certain way just because we want to, I don't know, like just be the hero of our own story, so to speak, or just, yeah, present ourselves in the best light, especially in dating, you know? Um, so I could see how like scary that would be, but I know there's been a couple things even recently that I was so afraid to do or tell a friend this thing. And it was like, the one friend that I needed to talk to through this thing. And it was like her response back was literally the opposite of anything I feared. It was like the most life-giving. And I'm like, oh, that's why the devil didn't want me to say this to her. You know, like he wanted to keep me in turmoil and fear and control and like control me. You know what I mean? So like that to present ourselves and say, Hey, like we're sinful. We need Jesus. This is our past. Like that brings so much glory to him because we're not hundred percent. Right. Like we're not trying to say, 
we're these good people and we're this. It's like, nope, we are sinners and we need a savior. (laughs) I only ask because I just think a lot of people don't prioritize um, how or not prioritize, but just value the importance of like communicating everything. Like I think that can get lost or like premarital counseling even, you know, so it sounds like you guys kind of did that, walked through that and entered into marriage with everything on the table. Yeah. Yes. And we actually did do premarital counseling, which was also good. So, but we had a lot of hard conversations absolutely leading up to marriage. And because like I said, I was pre-med and he wanted to have a family young. So we had like a lot of issues right off the bat, trying to be sure, like, are we supposed to really be together? You know, so we almost did our own premarital counseling by ourselves. So it was, it was a little intense, but you know, we almost broke up like a ton of times, but obviously God, like I said, knew that we needed each other. So we are still together. I love that. Um, Yeah. And we will be together forever. God willing. (laughs) I love that. Well, so tell us more about this YouTube channel and your clothing line that's going to come out in 2022. Is that what you said? That Um, is the hope. Yes. (laughs) I love that. Um, yeah, I want to hear more about that. Um, and just how the Lord led you to start a YouTube channel of all things and possibly starting a podcast. Is that a secret or yeah. not, not a no secret? Nope. <laughs> no, um, it's out yeah. in the open. I want to hear about, um, your ministry and just what it's like foundational, like core things are you, you have it on your Instagram bio, but love to hear you share. Yes. So I started this ministry or outreach, whatever mm-hmm. sounds good. Um, last year and I, I have a YouTube channel where I do Bible studies and I'm actually going to be in the book of James. We're starting it in May. We just finished Luke. And then I also do little topics like where to start reading the Bible. If you're new to Christianity or I do self-esteem talks or depression And so some of that, I'm just going to translate over into a podcast for audio. And then also the plan for now is to have two guests a month as well on the podcast that just share their story, share hope for hardships, which is kind of the theme of all of my social media is to just give hope for hardships. And that is faith-based obviously. So uh, this happened out of a tragedy Um, actually, so we lost my brother in his battle with addiction and mental illness and depression last year, actually in May. So we're coming up on the anniversary, which has been hard. It actually has been hard, but it's, I've been getting some peace, which has been a blessing. Um, but a few months after we lost him, I just realized forget it. I was letting fear dictate my life because I was literally so afraid of social media because of the adult industry stuff I'd done that I still had never, I was not on social media since I shut it all down like nine years ago at that point. So I was really letting fear kind of dictate my journey. And because I, God had put it on my heart to get on social media and start to share my story about two years ago, but I just couldn't do it. I was so afraid of judgment. So once this happened with my brother, I just said, that's it. I literally don't care anymore. Life is too short. Life is too precious. 
if one person could hold on to hope for one more day and stay here one more day through hearing, you know, a story or seeing an encouraging Instagram post, then it's worth it. If people, you know, call me names or say, Oh my gosh, I saw you in that video or whatever all my fears were. If they all came true, it was worth it to help one person. So that is why I am on social media and, um, kind of just seeing where the Lord takes me. But I do, like you said, I have a business that I have been trying to start for about two years now. That's a total, total God thing. I uh, got called out of going to med school by God and got called to get a master's in business instead. I had no idea why I was getting a degree in business. I just knew that I had to trust the Lord because I do care about, I've always cared about charity ideas and starting charities. And that's why I wanted to be a doctor to have money to start charities. But God kind of called me out in faith saying, Hey, trust me that I will provide the finances, whatever the connections and get a degree in business. So I did that. And then it took about eight months after I got out of school, I worked for my husband's company doing the books and was actually really depressed during that time. Cause I was like, God, why did you do this? Like, what am I supposed to be doing with my life? And then it, once I shifted my attitude and became grateful for the season I was in, uh, God gave me this dream of starting a clothing company where I donate portions of profit to charity. And now we're going to donate to suicide prevention, um, which might, I might even, I'd love to start a foundation in my brother's honor that also helps people get access to counseling and rehab. So we'll see, it could be a combination of those two. And then also anti-human trafficking. Cause I visited, I know, right. I visited like a safe house in Cambodia when I was pre-med and we did a clinic there and it changed my life. But ever since I visited, I've always wanted to help that safe house. So the clothing will definitely go to Rafa house. Um, But yeah, so I'm hoping 2022 that will be launched. But honestly, I just literally came back from trying on my prototypes. It's the fourth round of prototypes and we are still kind of far away because I'm designing everything and it just takes time. So I was feeling down, but if, Hey, if you have a dream and you're listening, just take this as your sign to not give up and just keep going because good things take time. And if everybody could do what you're doing, then everybody would be doing it. So you just got to keep going and know that it's worth it to keep pressing forward, you know? And I'm saying that to myself. <laughs> it's really true. Yes. It's like when yes. it's hard and you want to give up that you're about to like turn the last bend where you're going to see like the, the, ha, like the waterfall, you know, like it's like just around the bend. Oh, I've always loved that. I've always loved that. I've seen like quotes and different words, you know, saying, I just, you're so right. Like what if like that next step literally is a breakthrough you needed? Yeah, exactly. I know. Um, I love that. Yes. Well, I just feel like God, that literally gave me chills as you were saying, like you've been, you said you went to Cambodia. Yes, I did. It was, it was, it was wild. It was wild. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, I just am like, whoa, like that's so beautiful. Like the Lord takes like the crooked parts of our lives and like makes these paths straight. And like, I'll call it the redemption tour in my life. Like he's literally taken me back. Like I had a Vegas era meaning I went to me Vegas. Me too, girl. Like, did you? Okay, we probably like, <laughs> 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 oh God. <laughs> yep. 
Oh, Vegas. Yes. So I call it the Vegas era because within a span of two years, I was probably there like 25 plus times. I, I don't even know. But um, God took me back there in 2017 for a conference. And I'm like raising my hands in worship in this church. And I'm like, what the heck? If God would have told me or if not even no, if someone would have told me five years ago, this would have been me now. I'd been like, yeah, right. Like, what does that even look like? But here I was. And so you sharing that of what God is like redeeming. That's so cool. And I, I could talk a whole episode on like that of bringing awareness to human trafficking. So I, can you tell us a little bit about your trip? <laughs> just really quick. Right. I will be quick, but um, I just have to say amen to you. Like the full circle story. You kidding me? That's so beautiful. That is so beautiful. I love, 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 love that. I know, and God really does do that. Same here, like with sex tra- or not sex trafficking, but with my adult industry stuff. A year later, I joined a ministry where we went to strip clubs and handed out like Gosh. cookies and Bibles and makeup. So literally it's, I totally, I just can totally relate to you how God flips it, yeah, you know, <laughs> and you know, we'll be in the same places, but doing something yeah. for his glory. It's so cool. Oh, that's so, uh, that's funny you say that. Cause, um, my friend and I, that trip, we were like, I kind of want to go outside of, a strip club and like pray with girl. Like, I don't know how that would work. So you've done that. Ooh, you should have. Yeah. The ministry is called, I know it's called just love. I oh. think they're still going on. Like the girl that ran it just moved. So I've stopped doing it, but I, I would love to do it again. I think it is. Yeah. So if you guys are listening, I think it's under potentially fireproof ministries. And then the offshoot of it is called just love. Um, but that was a really cool, very, very cool ministry. And see, probably for you too, God uses us in our like most ashamed areas for his glory. Like he really takes the ugliest, like you said, the twisted parts and turns it for good. Like that's even a song. So (laughs) I love it. I love that you had a similar experience. Like that really is beautiful. That's so cool that you were in Vegas worshiping, but sex trafficking, Hey, that happens in Vegas. So it's all over the world. So obviously like I didn't have to go to Cambodia to experience it, but it was kind of dual sided because I'll never forget. I watched that movie taken and I Googled it for hours and just couldn't believe it was real. I don't know if you've heard of the movie taken, but it was my first exposure to seeing sex trafficking. So I Googled it. And then once it just, I mean, years later, I found out about this trip where it's a mission trip, but it's medical based and they go to Cambodia, which has really bad human trafficking history. Um, I was like, okay, I got to go. I want to see what this is like. But then also I was able to get 60 hours of clinical experience to put on my resume for med school. So it was dual sided, but the sex trafficking, man. So these women at the safe house were just so happy and full of life. And it was a Christian based safe house, you know, so they knew the Lord and they just talk about being redeemed, talk about just being beautiful children of God and just the most happiest women, little girls, you know, I've ever met. I'll never forget. They almost do like a tunnel, like back, you know, if you ever played sports, like you do a tunnel for the other team when you're done with your game they did a tunnel for us when we entered the grounds and they had, they put on this show. So we run through the tunnel and they made all these paper mache flowers. Like you felt like you were going to heaven. Like it, it was just such an honor. It's like, we should be doing this for you, but they did it for us and they put on a show and we all danced together. And 
it just really opened my eyes to just how beautiful this is, how important it is, how God truly does redeem us. You know, these women weren't sad. They were just so happy to be out of that life that they were in. And I mean, I know there's hard work. I mean, there's counseling. There's a lot of therapy. Like it's not easy, of course. Like a few, one woman there didn't really have that good of eyesight because they splashed acid on her face and they do that a lot so that they can blind the girls so they can't identify their persecutors in court. So it's like terrible. You see that and you're just like, you're sick. You're like, this is insane. But even her, like she, she had the most beautiful singing voice. Like I'll never forget her. And it was, it was really just, it's even hard still to give you like bullet points on it's like what did I take away because there is yeah. so much where it's just like holy moly but there is sex trafficking everywhere so you don't just have to go to Cambodia you know to do it it's it's everywhere it's in Vegas obviously it's in where I live in Arizona it's super bad and you know if your heart is there there are all kinds of places thank God that are starting to fight this you know yeah. And I think that's the main thing is just awareness and looking for the signs. And, you know, if you see a young girl that looks beaten up or really shy with a much older man, and it doesn't really look like a daughter father situation, you can just call the hotline and report it. And, you know, that that's better than nothing. So just even kind of being aware of your situation is, is a, is a good step to help fight it. Yeah. I went to um, a rally last summer. It was through Children's Riot. It's local to me in California. And then what was the other one? Can't think of it at the moment. But um, yeah, it was just so eye-opening. And I, I've i seen Taken. Um, have you seen Priceless? No, I've heard of it, but I need okay. to see it. It's really good. Is it good? Um, it okay. is. It has the For King Country lead singer, Joel Smallbone in it. He's really talented. He's a good actor too. I love their music, but, um, anyway, yeah, I just opened my eyes even more to that. And one of the things that I took away was like, yeah, the signs of what you can be watching for, even like on airplanes or airports. I heard that's like, or remember them saying that that's a huge transport. Like you can, if you see something off in an airplane, like that could be something potentially, um, happening. Yeah. And yeah, I know I've just been following those. There's Exodus cry. Do you know Exodus cry? Yes, I do. I do. That's an awesome ministry. Yeah, they're just going after like taking people down, like ending sexual exploitation and trafficking. And I'm like, what a great thing! Or oh, um, what's the, the other one? It just came to me. Operation Underground Railroad with Tim Ballard. Yes, exactly. That one is incredible too. I mean, yeah. yeah, they are. We're making moves, which is such an amazing thing. But it's sickening because it's like I don't even know the numbers, but I know it's a trillion dollar business. Yeah. I mean, probably even more than that. So it's like, same thing as drug trafficking. It's like, are we ever going to have it not be there? I don't think so because the world is full of sin, but to lessen it is a win because not doing anything is, it's not an option. You know, we have to fight evil. So I love seeing, yeah, exactly. Those ministries are awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah. It's important. Well, it is. And I just, to leave, like to leave on a hopeful note, like just what you have seen with your own eyes in Cambodia, those women who have been rescued and the joy and how the Lord 
restores and gives hope and that we have that to look forward to in heaven, like where all will be restored and sin will be no more. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't wait. (laughs) I I know you're right. God's been showing me since my brother's there now, like he's so much happier now. Like it's so much better than we can ever imagine. You're fully understood. You're fully known. You're fully loved. You're totally healed and you're still doing things. You're totally still doing stuff. It's just finally like you actually are in a way I feel like working in your purpose. It's kind of weird, but I I don't know. I think we're never fully going to be walking in our purpose until we're back home in heaven. I could be wrong. I don't know. That's just what I feel like for my brother. I'm like, I just feel like he's totally walking in his purpose up there right now. I agree with you, Alex. But we still need to do our purpose down here. Thanks for agreeing. I'm like, don't get too, yeah, you got to like still stay focused. We have a purpose here on earth, but it's always going to be hard down here because we are in a sinful world. Right. And it's bringing more people in with us to the kingdom and yes, sharing truth. Like that girl shared the gospel with you and you yeah. were free. Like your life was changed. Like that's our goal. Like we are here by God's grace and sharing our stories with the hope that it frees another person in their found in Christ. Exactly. Literally. Exactly. That is yep. it. That is the mission Jesus gave us. And I just, yeah, I'm just so grateful for you. Same to you. This is incredible. This was yes. so good. I love having chats like this. It's just so, I think it's just so important in general that we just share our faith, encourage each other, you know, and I, I love it. And the bonus is people get to listen too. So <laughs> I'll just get, but for real, it always encourages me to like, just have these chats too. So thank yeah. you for helping lift me up today too. Thank well, you. Of course. Um, awesome. Well, thank you again. And again, congratulations on this momentous weekend. <laughs> Right. I don't I forgot. I'm like, what is she congratulating me for? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Glory to God, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> oh, funny. I know. But no, yeah, God is good. It yes. is definitely a lot him. A yes. lot him. I love it. Well, thank you again. Thank you. Be sure to follow on Instagram at the Marriage Project Co. Or check out the website, www.themarriageproject.co, to see all the photos that accompany each testimony behind each matrimony. And be sure to subscribe for the community newsletter to get each episode sent directly to your inbox.